I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought your account might have been hacked. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I immediately felt like so odd. I was literally texting or messaging people on Instagram. <laughs> no, my, you were my friends. <laughs> I was. I was like, I've been invited to do a check your podcast with Wilma the Wonderhead. And I will say that you're probably, I picked you or I asked you because one, I think your humor is just hilarious. You're very witty and um, it's kind of right up our alleyway here on Wilma the Wonder Hens podcast. And I'm going to be telling my husband that because he tends to like roll his eyes at me and I go for a high five. I'm a joke (laughs) and he leaves me hanging. So the thing around here at my house is high five me. You you should get a medal. You should wear a shirt that just says that you're the queen of wittiness because it's it's quite funny. (laughs) But we are very excited that you are here. Uh, Today's guest is Heather. She is out of California. I've had a rough. It was rough yesterday. I am so sorry about Loretta. I. I almost didn't get out of bed this morning. I know that sounds uber dramatic. It doesn't, have, though. It I doesn't. I have kids. I have dogs. I have, you know, I have a life like everyone else. But it, I almost just wanted to shut it all down. Just shut it down. Yeah. Uh, because you protect them all that you can from bears and raccoons. I live in the woods. I mean, in the woods. So bears, raccoons, me, bobcat, the stray dog up the road. Who would it? I've never had a snake come into a coop and kill one of my chickens. And we've been. And was it like, was it still around? Like, did you find it? Yeah, it was slithering out. It choked her and it tried to eat her, but it regurgitated her because she is a oh. banna, but she's, you know, she's pretty fluffy girl. Yeah. And it just literally broke my heart. I was so mad. I was mad at myself because I let, how could I let this happen kind of thing. But I think we all think that way. Well, and you've never had that problem, you know, so. No, I mean, obviously we have snakes. We live like in the woods. So snakes are always, have always been here, but none have ever, ever, ever killed a chicken, ever. Mm. Nothing. But anyways, I thank you. And I thank all of our listeners because they have just flooded us with, and I know they do that because they can relate because they have been there too you know, they have lost, we all have lost, even the smallest of chicken will break your heart. So yep. today's guest is Heather and she is out of California. Uh, she started off with four chickens. Is that right? Yep. And then now you have 13. It's, I don't quite know how that happened, but yes, we chicken, know how that happened. Chicken, chicken math, math for the win. <laughs> chicken math for the win. Woohoo. But we are so glad you're here. I, I see that you are in a, you are a Disney fan. Is that correct? Yes. And Heather loves her family and her chickens and Disney. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite character? Before we get all this started, what is your favorite character uh, with Disney or a movie or whatever? Um, like if I'm going to go for like favorite princess character, it's going to have to be Merida from Brave. Oh, I would have never. Mm-hmm. You don't hear people say that. No, and she's so underrated, but to me, I mean, it's not about her, like, you know, trying to get the man or whatever, like, the whole point is for, is like, about her and her mom, and she's shooting for her own hand, so I, I just love her. 
Yes, I agree. She is underrated. She is amazing. So we would like for you to tell us a little backstory of 101. Who is Heather? What is she all about? Uh, Did she grow up on a farm? Any of those things that you want to share with us, we would love to hear. Yes. Well, I am. I'm the country girl. Grew up on 20 acres out here in Central California. I know people are thinking that there's farms in California. It's true. We're not just beaches in Hollywood. Uh, The Central California uh, Valley is huge on ag, so 20 acres up there. And then wound up marrying a city boy. He tried, he tried, like he tried farm living for a year, bless him, only to discover he's allergic to like the corn silk and the corn when it tassels. And we're talking like face swelling, Wow, can't breathe. And of course that year, (laughs) corn was huge and we're surrounded. So yeah, wound up moving to the city. Um, and you know, then we wound up having kids and it got to the point where I was like, you know, I'd love for them to have some of the experiences I had growing up. You know, I had chickens and sheep for a while and goats. And a random fact is my family ran a commercial rabbit tree for about 15 years. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to stop you and you can continue on. I would have never guessed that you were a certified country girl. There's nothing wrong with cities. I, 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 I'm from a city. I grew up in a big city in Florida. Uh, country life wasn't for me until like 15 years ago. But I would have never guessed that you a lot, were a, a lot of like my coworkers. Girl. Yeah, a lot of my coworkers and stuff too. Just you know, after living here for so long, they're like, so when you say like a farm, and I'll show them pictures, and it's like a farm. And then at every job I've had here, I've then become the bug killer spider squisher like i've i've caught uh lizards in a doctor's office one snuck in catching frogs you know yeah that that's become me at pretty much every job i've had here you're the muscle behind all that pretty much yeah and even my husband like you know we had at one time there was a bird that had you know fallen out of a palm tree and it died and he's out in the yard and he's like oh there's a dead bird and i was like well, okay the shovel's right there he goes that's nice and I'm like, seriously? He's like, that's why I married you. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> That's hilarious. That, that's me. So I decided, you know, okay, so we're gonna, I'm going to be able to bring some of this in. And I asked my husband about three years ago for chickens. And it was like a flat out no. He was like, you're the only one that eats eggs. They're going to be stinky. And like with my husband, normally like the thing around here is if he doesn't say no, so lack of no is a passive yes. Yes, okay, it so, is. That's correct. So, yes. So when it's like a flat out no, I'm like, okay, okay, like I won't push it. Then fast forward to the pandemic and my kids are starting to eat eggs more, love and scrambled eggs, French toast, egg in a nest. And we could not find eggs. If we could find eggs, they were like going up to like seven, eight bucks a carton. I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. So I kind of like parlayed that into my speech Mm. for why we should get chickens. Yes. That's a very, a lot of people started that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it helped, you know, I'd had chickens before in the past. So, you know, what I did is I ordered three and then I clicked the little meal maker box from the hatchery. (laughs) I I knew what it meant, but I just told him, I was like, I thought they were just giving meals for a chicken. Who you did it. (laughs) It's called a meal maker. <laughs> so I played dumb and I was like, I, I, 
I don't know what happened. There's four in the box. Like, I don't know. <sighs> so that's how we started with four. And then, you know, was we, we actually made it a huge learning opportunity for the kids. They helped me, like, build the coops. That's how they learned. They learned to, you know, hammer a nail, drill a screw, convert inches to feet. You know, we made that all oh, yeah. part of it. That's wonderful. And then, and now I find my husband. Anyone talks to him about chickens? Oh, there's chickens. Like, I roll inside. And then I come home, and he's in the back with, like, bread or grubs or treats. Aww. And those ladies will ditch me <laughs> like I'm the nerd on the school ground in junior high again and go running to him, the little Aww. fluffy traders. That's great, though. I think a lot of men are that way. Well, I don't want to put anybody in a box, but a lot of our guests have said the same things that, you know, the husband was like, no, I don't want that. It's disgusting and all that stuff. But they ended up being the ones that they catch outside Mm -hmm. when no one's around, you know, giving them all their treats and stuff. Yeah. So I've actually snuck a couple pictures of my husband to show his proof. Oh, you got proof. Oh, yeah. What did your kids think? What, you know, do they have chores? Do they help with the chores? You know, my, of course, my kids loved them. You know, the little fluffy balls of cute when they first come in. And even now, you know, they love it. You know, they'll be out in the trampoline. They ask if they can let the chickens out and, you know, let them peck around and stuff like that. And they're, I mean, they're seven and nine, so they're not like, you know, necessarily like mucking out the coops yet. But, you know, anytime like we're outside or if I'm planting, like they love to work in the garden with me, dig up potatoes, you know, they know how to quote, like tuck in the plants. We call it tucking them into bed where, you know, Mm -hmm. cover the roots and stuff. So they're out there doing all that stuff when it's not, you know, 115. Now, do you live technically in the city? Because I said, I know you said you had 13. That's usually way above the average of what someone in the city could have. Yeah. So to be fair, Uh (laughs) I've got a big Uh backyard. But okay. I ca- before I started any of this, you know, I called zoning, I called code enforcement, I got information from a code enforcement officer. So I just, you know, I kind of went with the majority zoning said the guy I talked to his zoning, he's like, I, you know, I don't know of any problems of it, just probably don't have a rooster. He's like, but nothing on my end. And I was like, okay, okay. And he's like, well, you know, check with code enforcement. And the girl in the office, she's like, uh, I don't think so. Like I know chi- roosters aren't allowed, but I don't think chickens. So then I had a friend who knew a code enforcement officer. So I was like, can you just text her and like find out? So she said, you know, chickens are allowed. They've got to be so far back from the street, but no one ever like said. An the amount. amount. Oh, oh, wow. That could be dangerous. <laughs> and so thankfully, you know, my neighbors, they don't really care. Um, I don't have, they're not all laying yet, so I don't have a whole bunch of egg songs going off yet. So. so going back to the four to 13, so how did that happen? Did they multiply? I mean, did you add well, water? You didn't add water, did you? I didn't. Um, I blame, <laughs> I blame all my Instagram friends and family all around the world. You know, come spring, I mean, you see, you watch these amazing breeds of chickens go from like, you know, chicks to the awkward teenage years to either like gorgeous feathers or gorgeous pictures of eggs. And my chicken bucket list just, yeah, you know, and I was planning, I've got a property, I've got an acre and a half up towards the foothills 
and I have a nice coop up there. I, you know, they all have such unique personalities. Like I, <laughs> I didn't want to risk losing any of them to, Aww. you know, yeah, you know, nature. So, so far, I mean, I've got it up there if I need to, but I, I just love them here. So what are their names and what kind do you have? Did you pick these for a specific reason, the breeds, or was it random? Uh, no. So the, like the, the original four, I ordered three. I went with Orpingtons. So I did a lot of research, you know, on ones that were, you know, as like sturdy breeds. So I didn't have to worry about them up and flying off. Um, mm-hmm. Wanted ones that, you know, obviously social, good with family. So I wound up with Orpingtons. So I ordered three, a blue splash, a black, and a lavender. And then my meal maker, my free chicken food, was a golden buff. <laughs> oh, yes. So, and I mean, those girls... I mean, I, I think I'll always have a special place for Orpingtons. I mean, they're just beautiful. They're my favorite. Yeah. And Absolutely. So, hands down. Oh, and just so fluffy. Yes. And, you know, my blue splash, Daisy, my husband calls her Big D. Uh, Bless her. <laughs> they are big, though. Yeah. Wilma carries, like, saddlebags. She can, yeah. like, stuff, stuff children up in there. No one would know. Nope. Nope. She would be the, the, you know, the mom on the airport, like checking the little bottles of free whiskey. Or when everywhere. you go to the movies and you mm-hmm. put everything in a gigantic purse or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so back to your story. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, no, no. So, um, you know, had them for, you know, about a year. Unfortunately, I had to rehome my lavender Orpington. Um, Rosie, she was my sweetheart, but for some reason she was so passive The other three were just, I mean, I have a couple pictures. I mean, they were relentless with her. Oh, that's awful. Um, And we tried, tried everything. I tried separating her. I tried separating them, you know. um, But she, um, she was, gosh, probably like nine months and she still wasn't laying. I mean, she was so stressed. Poor baby. Yeah. yeah. So it turns out I, I had an Instagram friend who knew of someone that had been like really looking for a lavender Orpington. So we actually did a um, nighttime chicken swap at a uh. hospital parking lot. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah. So it's literally like eight o'clock at night in the middle of winter. And I'm sitting there with like my little chicken on my lap and security's driving by. And I'm just like, yeah, what? it's just chickens. Hello, Hello sir. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, of course, I, you know, I had my chicken bucket list. So, you know, come spring when Meyer released their beautiful catalog of chicks. Yes. I just kind of started. And I'd always wanted, you know, a speckled Sussex. That was yes. a big one on my list. I wanted to, you know, everyone always puts the most gorgeous egg rainbows. So I had to get yeah. some some colors in there. Yeah. Um, I love a good speckled egg. So there was a well summer. So I just had every, every reason. And so I'm just like checking off boxes. I'm like, this is fine. It's fine. It's all fine. fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have something that you can share with us uh, that from the beginning to the end or where you are right now, something that maybe you would have done differently when you started? I don't think so. You know, I was, I was kind of thinking about that, but I, I liked the transition, you know, started with something smaller, um, really got to learn my original ladies' personalities. And, um, you know, I had the chance to really like kind of like when you're planting a garden, you know, I got to look at the the space I had for them and what I had, you know, as far as like land wise and run rye, run wise, if I can get that out. Um, and then, you know, by the time it came around, you know, I felt, you know, 
that we were able to kind of make that jump into adding, you know, some more ladies into the flock. My kids were older and more experienced, so they were able to help. My husband and I actually sleep in in separate rooms we have for about 10 years now, so I was able to brood the babies in with me in my room. <laughs> so, you know, I think I think for me it was good. It was we started off smaller um and then was kind of able to just build from there. What advice would you give to someone who has never owned chicks or never had any experience with chickens, but they see that, you know, that's something they want to incorporate or maybe give their family experience. What could be some basic things that you would give or even for a seasoned chicken keeper, you know, just some basic advice? You know, always, I think anytime you're looking into adding any sort of an animal, either a new pet or a new breed of animal, you know, do your research. You know, I know the chicks at Tractor Supply or the local feed store are super cute when you walk by, but really try and just make sure that you're informed, that you know what kind of a breed is going to be the best fit for you and what your goal is. And again, just make sure too that you also know your area. You know, I live in the city. There's occasionally a possum, but I don't have, um, you know, I don't have a bobcat issue or a coyote issue, you know, so how I built my run is obviously going to be way different than someone that's got like you, like up in, up in the hills or whatever, that's got extensive, you know, predator issues. So it's just making sure that you've got a good hold on what you're doing before, before you get started. And two, you want to know, you know, depending on where you're at, what breeds might be cold hardy or in my case, heat hardy. We don't get snow here. We're lucky if we get rain here. One of the best tips that that you just gave is absolutely probably my number one is make sure you're checking your own environment. Not They're not living in your area. So yes, uh-uh. very good tip. I'm sorry. Continue on. Oh, no. And it's, you know, and just kind of building on that, you know, and t- chickens, we all know they tend to normally handle cold environments better. Right. You know, but here, you know, I wanted to find a breed that, you know, breeds that were maybe, you know, cold and heat hardy. We don't really have cold here like, you know, what they might have in Maine or the East Coast with, you know, a lot of snow. I don't have to worry about my chicken's combs getting frostbite. Right. See, right. You are so smart. You're so smart. But here in, you know, in California, it's, you know, people ask me, especially when, you know, the Pacific Northwest, they just had that huge heat wave that was unprecedented, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had people reaching out because they were like, how do you handle this kind of heat? You know, and for us, it's, you know, my big thing is, you know, make sure like put some electrolytes in the water to replenish them, Um, you know, frozen treats, obviously, Um, you know, I, I like to give my ladies, I call them cool bricks but I take an old big casserole dish and I fill it with ice and then I'll put like a shallow plate or even like a small brick right in the middle because that way if it's too cold on their feet, my hens, my ladies love to like squat and lay on the cool plate without it being too cold for them. That's another very good tip. That was going to be my next question is what tips did you have for summer? Because right now everybody is really feeling the stress and I know some have even went as far as bringing them inside mm-hmm. uh, because the heat is just something they're not used to because right. of the change in weather right now. Even if you live in an area that is not record high temps normally, right now people are, are feeling those 
that heat wave and it's kind of scary. Yeah. And what's, I mean, again, here, like you're saying, you know, heat's an issue. We don't really have humidity here. Then you have to look at the other states that the humidity is going to be a huge issue. So that's just all part of when you're looking at, you know, setting up your coop or ventilation or, you know, whatnot, because every, every area and zone is going to have different things that you need to be prepped for. And what resources would you give someone where they could go and find? I find that in your local area, like your local extension offices, they may be able to help. But what other resources, tangible resources, have you used in the past that we could maybe share with our listeners? Honestly, I'm going to say Instagram. I have learned so much in the past year since just making my page. I only, I'd never had an Instagram really before. I made it just so I could track the growth of my ladies every week and be able to kind of look back. But the information and the advice that I've got from people all over the world, you know, because again, they might have different tips and technique in Europe than we've thought to do here. Right. I appreciate that so much. We've discussed this on a previous episode where it was a generational suggestions or ideas, you know, that maybe your grandma did with her chickens, you know, 80 years ago. That doesn't mean it was right that she did it. She may have done it that way because she didn't have any other choice or any other knowledge. But when we communicate with people that are from all over the world and you hear things that you might have never thought of and they are good, they are good tips. So, yes, I absolutely agree with that. And, and I mean, for me, I've made some of the most amazing friendships here on Instagram and it, it made 2020 feel so much less lonely and isolating just to be able just, you know, when you're stuck at home and to be able to like, you know, send somebody a message out in, you know, North Carolina or Florida or England or Wales, you know, and it's, it connected me in a way that I really wasn't expecting. And it was all because of chicken. Yes, I absolutely love that you brought that up. The chicken community is pretty amazing. Uh, I think we're all open to suggestions and to offer advice, you know, in a friendly way. Because I always say it's your flock, you know, beyond basic chicken care. It's really up to you how you interact with your, your flock. It's your flock. So, those little nuances or, you know, special things we like to do, that doesn't mean everyone has to do them. Right. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Man, you're too good at this. You done ran through everything. <laughs> okay. Is Before we move on, is there something that you would like to share with our listeners, something that you feel is value that um, would be something of value for our listeners? Um, you know, I think it might be kind of random, but I don't know if anyone else has had this problem, but I'm noticing like whenever I go to look for something like chicken specific, you know, whether it's, you know, I need fencing or I want to work on a different coop or whatnot, chicken stuff is so expensive. And my thing is, it's just because it's labeled chicken. So I literally, would, girl. I, you know, I would go and look to try and find like a small coop or brooder or whatnot and all of a sudden like I would come across like a couple of my things are like dog houses that I would modify with little like what I call country ingenuity 
because it was so much more affordable to go like that route. And my brooders were just big old garden buckets. I love that you brought that up too. You are so dang good at this. You're so smart. Absolutely. And that's another thing is that when you go to look, when you want to, we make chicken, we don't want to make chicken keeping so elite that your average person can't, it feels turned off, like they're not good enough or make enough right. money or whatever. Or I may so as well go out and buy basically. a $5 carton of eggs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can take whatever you have, and we've mentioned this before. You want it to be safe, of course, and there are guidelines for chicken keeping and raising chicks, and you can find a lot of that on the poultry websites. Mm-hmm. The actual you know, veterinarian websites. There are some, and I can link those in the show notes for people. But yeah, you don't have to have all that expensive stuff. I think everyone should have at least, you know, if they desire three or four laying hens to enjoy, not just for, you know, caring for them, but of course, a little bit of sustainability for your family. Yeah. And like my kids, we had got the, I got them a really cute, like wooden playhouse that we were going to put together. Well, my kids went through a growth spurt last year. So by the time I actually put this thing together, they couldn't even like stand up straight in this thing. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, I wanted to expand the coop anyways. I've got more ladies coming. So I'm going to need a bigger roost area, coop area. So we completely modified it. You know, we took chicken wire and covered the, you know, the windows of the playhouse and, I, you know, got a plank and I secured it up there. I took some long poles that I had found, drilled them into the side. So we took the kids' playhouse and made it into a coop. And then the kids got to paint it. So they made it um, a barn theme. So it's red and green and they made flowers out of their handprints. But, you know, it was a lot more affordable than going out and looking at some, you know, $500 chicken coop when we could just take a little kid's playhouse and make some tweaks and we made it work. Absolutely agree. You see some of the most beautiful, the most amazing chicken coops on Instagram. And you're just like, uh, yeah, that's, that doesn't hey, have to be that way. I mean, little, hey, all, chicken goals. I mean, I would love. Oh yeah. They're absolutely a gorgeous. gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, yeah. And there's some places, there's some accounts where I'm like, can I just go live in your chicken coop? Like it can be my <laughs> she shed. I wonder how long it stays clean or if they have cleaners, like people come in and spray the walls and everything like every day. I don't know. I'm very meticulous, but I mean, my chicken inside of my chicken coop looks like a chicken at some point lived there. So, which, you know, yeah. Where do you see your flock going from here, from the little meager 13? (laughs) Do you want it to grow? No. No, I said <laughs> at this point, no, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. Um, I think we've got a good balance of, you know, colors and feathers and eggs and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like, like we said at the beginning, chicken math, man, like people yeah. stop, have to stop posting <laughs> like little pumpkin. <laughs> I'm looking at that little cute and I'm like, I I just like a little Polly Pocket, and I just want to. She is a Polly Pocket. I have thirteen of them, just like her, except for she's probably the littlest. She's less than eleven Nancy. And little Joe. (laughs) Yeah, he's the same breed as Miss Pumpkin is. 
So again, like I see that, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good, <laughs> but I, I will not make a promise that I might not be able to keep, but I hope <laughs> my flock will be good for a while and safe yeah. and healthy. And hopefully they'll start laying soon. I've got one. I'm waiting for my first colored egg. Miss Martini, she's, she's doing the squat and she's been egg sawing oh, and squatting for like five days. She's getting ready, Mama. Mm. She's getting ready. And I am out there literally creeping on the coop. <laughs> oh, isn't that the most exciting thing? It's crazy, but it is. And the heat's not helping. You know, we hit, we've been between 110 and 114 here for the past, like, three to four days. So yes. I'm sure Stress. that's, yeah, yeah that's Definitely. not helping. But, oh, I'm so close. <laughs> She's probably like, leave me alone, crazy chicken lady. She's like, oh, mama ain't ready yet. Yeah, but but she's she's got the squat, so I'm like, Ooh. yeah, she's getting there. Do you have any uh, general tips that you can share? Like three top three top tips that you can share for just keeping your chickens healthy and strong. Mm. It doesn't have to be heat related or anything. Just like three um, top tips. You know, I would make sure. I, I think one thing that people often forget about, and this is probably like my main thing, is give them a healthy diet. People, a lot of people don't realize chickens are omnivores. So it's not just, you know, crumble, you know, they're not vegetarians. Like people, I've had people that were just amazed that, you know, they're, my chickens are eating grubs or they can take back in their own eggshells as a source of calcium, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, they might eat be thinking, anything. They'd eat you if you died. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Like as as soon as like I started to decompose and like any like maggots or grubs start coming yeah. out, like <laughs> not to be gross, but game over. Like they're like, R.I.P. Mom. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I just I just make sure you know I like to make sure I have a good healthy, obviously like scratch your chicken food for them. Um, I keep treats in moderation. You know, again that they they've got their five pound love tub of grub. Shout out to Grubly Farms. Shout out to Grubly. Grubly. <laughs> who, they, they literally now, like I had posted, one of them jumped on the lid as I'm carrying the love tub, my little Cosmo. Oh. And I'm like, you little, st- like, you little stinker, like, get down. Um, but, you know, like, as, as I'm, I had, you know, some cucumbers for a snack this morning. Took the ends, just tossed them right in there. A nice, healthy, cool snack for them. You know, frozen watermelon you know, to keep them cool in the summertime. So yeah, I mean, I've seen people that have given them, you know, like an old, a little leftover slice of pizza, you know, don't do it a lot, but right. you know, they can take in a lot more than what most people think they can. And a good diet is going to be reflected in their feathers, in their shells, in their yolks. You know, I, I had thought one of my chickens had gone nuclear last fall because I cracked open an egg and this neon, deep orange yolk oh, wow. came yeah, out, but I had forgotten. Sign. I'd given them a pumpkin. Yeah. And <laughs> the pumpkin <laughs> had obviously turned their yolks like this deep, gorgeous color. But at first I'm like, Are my chicken's radioactive. Like, <laughs> is something like, happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is true because chickens eat chickens. They need a basic diet, and like you said, they don't need any more than 5 or 10% of their nutritional calories from snacks, but they can eat 
they eat the craziest things and I think a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and um, protein. You know, protein. Yes. Yeah. They benefit from all of that. And I think that's just, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they kind of just go by what they see on TV. Oh, I like here, chick, chick. And you just toss out some crumbles or whatnot. But yeah, and, and people have seen the chicken be domesticated for so long that they don't realize, yeah, out in the wild, they're eating bugs and grasshoppers and I mean, all sorts of stuff. And to me, I think the chicken is just so amazing. Like it's, it, to me, it's like one of the most eco-friendly yeah. animals because, you know, obviously you get eggs. And then you can feed them back their own shells. And clearly what you put in comes out the back end, which goes in your garden. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I know what, I mean, I understand the concept of feeding the nutritious diet, like the feed. And I think that some people may go overboard and you have to also be mindful of obesity and, you know, laying hens because that can cause so many um, different illnesses. So you just have to be careful, you know, feed them their good nutritional diet and throw in some good, you know, scraps. Yeah. And, and let them, let them do some ranging if you can. I mean, I know not everybody can free, free range, but you know, Hey, Lord, Lord knows I need more exercise. So, you know, the chickens do too, you know, to keep them healthy and active and scratching and foraging and Hey, free aerating for your garden. Yeah, we're a big fan of free range here. Uh, we do get a little bit of flack for that. I've free ranged probably the last 10 years. So I don't free feed. I feed them enough in the morning that they will eat in 15 minutes. And I feed them enough that they will eat, you know, in the evening in 15 minutes with their snacks. But the rest of it, I allow them to forage. Mm-hmm. Um the younger ones or the ones on the lower end of the pecking order, if they if they still seem hungry at night, you know, I'll give them a little bit. But and, and what's nice s- is typically they won't eat, they won't like overstuff themselves. You know, like they'll when they're done, they'll stop. Right, the and it part. and it keeps it helps here with waste and some other things. But that's just how I do it. I free range, and if you look at any of my chickens, they are quite healthy and. But, I mean, we don't suggest everyone do that. But you are correct. Yeah. They they need to be out. You know? Yeah, and I can't, you know, I'm in the city. So, clearly, quote, unquote, free range for me is going to look a lot different. Right, But right. I like to make sure, you know, yeah, I, I go sit out and have my coffee and just let them out in the yard and let them take care of any, you know, bugs and get some food and don't steal my coffee. Oh, yeah. Miss Pumpkin loves to take my coffee. She's... <laughs> So disgusting, though. She she dips her whole face into it. <laughs> and then she kind of, like, shakes her head. And I'm like, see, it's you don't want to drink this. And then she'll do it again. And, and then I have to dump the whole cup of coffee because it's so gross. <laughs> it's so I know, nasty. My, and I see some, like, I just saw a grubbly said posted, like, this awesome little video of, like, putting some grubs on watermelon. And these little chickens, they look so polite. Yeah. You know, they're taking these little grub my late I don't know mine are beak deep you know they are not pretty about it and especially my ones with beards and muffs you know little Cosmo or my Easter Eggers (laughs) they they look rough don't they They yeah they look they look like a little little (laughs) tore up by the end but bless them they love it they tore up from the floor up yeah 
And then of course they like Kazi would love, loves, she's very social. And so she'll go and ha- let's like, be covered in watermelon juice. And then she wants to hop on my lap and use my leg as uh. her napkin. <laughs> Those ladies are so polite. It's they don't a have good no thing. She's cute. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to add before I ask you our last random questions? Is there anything we didn't go over? We can add any of that in. We. Uh, this is your episode. I want you to still feel terrifying, like, by the way. I want you to feel like you know you got to say everything that you wanted to say. You know, I, th- I think so. I don't, I don't. I usually don't don't talk. Much. You don't you talk. See. Everything well, you said is wonderful. Everything you said is like. Oh, I don't have people here to talk about mind. chickens with. Like people, I'll start talking chickens, and they just get this like glazed over, like, huh? Yeah. I'm like, no. Like chickens are awesome. They don't like, know what they're missing. They okay. don't. And then of course, like I'm pulling out my phone. I'm like, have you seen this cute picture of what my chicken did? And they're like, do you have any pictures of your kids? And I'm like, scroll, scroll scroll here you go <laughs> i was just gonna say that on my i had to go on my phone last night and i had to i was finding pictures of miss loretta i was gonna put together a little video but and my phone alerted me that i had like four thousand seven hundred and something pictures and i was scrolling through i was like well, what are all these pictures you know because sometimes you take pictures and you kind of forget and they were, I'd say the 90% of them are my chickens. And it's kind of yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Yep. I hear I hear that. Okay. So we're at the end here. And I'm going to ask you three random questions. If you don't want to answer them, you can just shoot me the bird and we'll move on. <laughs> or you can answer them. It's really up to you. But Okay. I'm ready. If you could put anything on a billboard, what would it be and why? That is a good one. Um, you know, honestly, I know I talk about this chicken a lot. I would probably put up a big picture of Cosmopolitan, my little Cosmo, my little blue Americana. This bird, this chicken to me, she is just like a constant awkward moment. If ever <laughs> I am stressed or I was like, I just think people need more Cosy in their lives. Like you just don't, don't take it so seriously. You know, or when you're stressed, like just, I would just put up a big billboard of one of her most awkward pictures so that like, whenever people would like drive by, it's either going to make them laugh or it's going to make them take notice, get off whatever they were thinking about, but it would just probably be a pic, like a big awkward chicken picture. Oh, it's chicken therapy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Who has inspired you the most in your life and why? Oh, it's going to, you know, probably going to be cliche. Probably my parents. Um, you know, I was an only child out on the farm. So, you know, just seeing, you know, my dad was still working full time running the farm and then we had the rabbits and then my grandparents lived on the property and my mom was taking care of them. So, I mean, they just instilled the, you know, the work ethic and while I didn't appreciate, certainly didn't appreciate waking up in the mornings to go and feed the rabbits because as my dad was yelling at me, they aren't going to feed themselves. (laughs) didn't you know didn't appreciate that so much but I do now kids on the farm have heard so many things well yeah and everyone's like oh you're an only child you must have been like so spoiled no I didn't have anyone to share chores with that's right there was no other kid being out in the country is way (laughs) different (laughs) it's all you 
Yes, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. It teaches you so much about hard work and determination and ingenuity because yeah, you yeah. have to come up with ideas on how that's to right. fix things. That's how my husband was raised, and he is really rubbed off on me. So when he starts, when I have a thing that's on my own, I have to figure out because he works a lot. I'm like, okay, what would Hillbilly Rob do? What would Hillbilly Engineer Rob do? He's really an Hillbilly electrician. Rob, I love so that. But I call him Hillbilly Rob. But Hillbilly what would Rob. he do kind of thing? But mm-hmm. Okay, our last and final question is, what is your favorite song and why? Oh. These are all like personality questions. Mm. So we kind of get to know you a little bit. I don't know if I can pick like a favorite song. I think if I'm going to go like genre, I love, I love country. I love a song. I love a song that like you can, it tells a good story or that you can, that's just got such a good beat or whatever that you can just kind of lose yourself. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's always a good place and time for a good rock song or I love the oldies. But, you know, I, I do love I, I, I got to say, I love a good country song. You know, there's some really good stories or, you know, dogs dying, pickups breaking. Yeah. You know, America. America. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. We are so grateful that you took the time and you did not run away from us when I asked you to be on our podcast. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought your account might have been hacked. No, 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 <laughs> no. And then I immediately felt like so I was literally texting or messaging people on Instagram. And my, you <laughs> no, know, my you friends. were not. I was. I was like, I've been invited to do a chicken podcast with Wilma the Wonderhead. Because you're and, wonderful. You really and, are. And again, I got, I got a lot of smiles and nods like, hey, there's chicken podcast. Shh. Yes, yes there's chicken podcast. Of course yeah. there is. Yeah. So so my husband, I, I got the, the eye roll, you know, the chicken eye roll like, oh. But then this morning he was like, oh, sir, are you recording it today? So, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And then sending a bunch of messages to my Instagram friends like, what do I do? <laughs> You are absolutely perfect, though. Oh, thank I did, you. I didn't even know what to say. I'm feeling kind of flustered. I usually have a lot to say, but you answered everything so perfectly. You explained all those wonderful details. And well, you I, I'm not going to lie. I I have my my laptop here next to me with with my answers like typed out, so I didn't sound like a oh, total you idiot. Did it. <laughs> Oh, I didn't yeah. have to look at it a lot, but just in case, because I, I didn't, I don't want to be like, I'm a city girl. No, I'm not. And this was much more comfortable. Like I was, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was nervous. I was intimidated. Oh no, no. But you can ask awesome. any of our prior guests. I think that we pride ourselves on just being relaxed. Yeah. If this we don't was get awesome. to a question, you know, you can come back. You can be on our podcast again. Really. <gasps> really. If you got something new you want to share? Just hit us up. Just just expect, you know, lots of posts from my page when I get my first colored egg. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm very excited. That's going to be my big news. I think that's wonderful, though. But we appreciate you. I thank you. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs>